Hey everybody, welcome to Cedar Valley Church. My name is Grant, one of the pastors here, and we are super excited that you have chosen to spend part of your morning wherever you're coming from, wherever you're at, with us together online. Uh, if this is one of your first times here, or if you're new here, if you've maybe checked in a few times, it's great to see you. Actually, I can't see you, you can see me. It's hard to get to know you in this format better, but we still really would love to make some connections and we'd love to get to know you better uh, using different forms. What we need to have happen though is, so if you are joining in and you'd love to kind of get involved and get some more connections going, is we need to know that you're here and that you're interested in that. L uh, lay down some comments on Facebook or YouTube on these streams or shoot us an email at hello at cedarvalley.ca. Give us a phone call, 604-826-2445. We would love to get you connected into the work ministry community of Cedar Valley Church uh, while we're doing our online Sunday morning services. We still have other ministries going on, some small group gatherings. We have uh, Tuesday evenings, we're doing what we're calling COVID Cafe. It's just a great time to see each other face-to-face, -face, safely distanced. The last couple weeks have been outside in the park on the nice sunny evenings but we still are loving opportunities to get connected together. For everybody too, one of the best things that you can be doing right now to stay up to date with all these things happening, uh, ministry updates, devotional posts, is to follow us on Facebook or Instagram and you'll get lots of good interaction that way. Another thing you can do is head over to cedarvalley.ca and sign up for our weekly emailed newsletter. And with that, you'll get access to stuff like ministries coming up, uh, access to previous messages and services, which you can all view on cedarvalley.ca as well. But you also get what we've got going on for the summer is on Sunday evenings, we have our Bible Adventures teachers reading bedtime stories for the kids. And they're just these wholesome, great picture book stories that we're reading and filming and then broadcasting for you through that email. Perfect way to end off a week or start off a week, however you kind of view that, but Sunday evening. So sign up for our email newsletter. It's not just spam, it's actually really good stuff and you'll get access to all those kind of things. While you're also on our website there, you'll find access to uh, cedarvalley.ca slash give, different ways that you can continue to give financially to the work and ministry of Cedar Valley, which supports things like this video, but that's just a small part of what we do as a community of followers of Jesus. We also have, for example, some support for international ministries and organizations that this morning we're having a great lesson and update from one of our teachers, Kathy, about one of them in Guatemala called Light of the World. Just a fantastic school outreach ministry that happens empowered by the love of God to go around the world and bring good news, restoration, teach children. And so stuff like that is what your support and prayers Cedar Valley helps really make happen. So we're really thankful for that. We're also talking about this morning in our series, Ask Why, about the question of why is Christianity so exclusive? Or why do we say that Jesus is the only way to God? With that, we're also talking about how God extends an invitation, a loving invitation to follow him to everybody continuously. It's always out there. It's an open door. It's open arms. While it seems exclusive, it's actually very inclusive as well. With that though, in the next coming weeks or uh, just over a month, we are really looking at doing some baptisms and memberships here for our community church, Cedar Valley. Membership is uh, just kind of a way of aligning or saying that you want to commit to the work and ministry happening here as a church that's really getting involved. Baptism is a way of publicly declaring your faith of saying, yeah, I want to follow you, Jesus, and you're, you're letting that be known to everybody. So fantastic, symbolic, but also powerful and spiritual way to 
dive into this thing called Christianity. If you're interested in that baptism or membership, get in touch with us. Again, you can either send us a message on these platforms, you can shoot us an email, hello at cedarvalley.ca. We would love to get you involved in all of that. Before we get this service started, we're just going to spend a moment in prayer. So join me in that. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. God, thank you for the fact that you are present with us in all of our different homes. God, likely around the world, but also just here in different homes across mission. God, we're a church that you've planted here in this community. God, we just pray that we can be a light in this city. God, that we can reach those who need it. God, as we heard about last week too, we can find people different than us, God, that are really the same in your eyes, that you have designed every single person in your image with power, passion, and purpose. God, that we can give them something they most need, that we can reach out, God, and that you also provide us, you provide people in our lives to support us and to love us too. God, so we just thank you for that. God, for people in our church congregation right now that are going through health issues, we pray that you are there with their families, God, that you are there with the doctors, with the medicine. God, that you are also miraculously healing them, God. But in all these situations, God, however the health medical conditions move on, that your name is glorified. God, we also just thank you for this open invitation and extension of follow me that you provide to everybody and that you are gracious and patient with us. You continue providing it. So God, for people who are maybe listening in on this, who've been considering baptism or joining into the church with membership, God, that you can give them the confidence that you're with them in that. God, that you won't just abandon them and it's not just this terrifying step they do alone, but it's something that you do asking us to follow you, God, that you do it holding our hands. So God, we just lift the service up to you. God, I pray that you just bless the offering uh, that's been given financially to the work and ministry of Cedar Valley. God, for the time, gifts, and prayers that you are just hearing them, answering them, God, that you are empowering them. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Okay, Cedar Valley, in just a moment, we're going to be led in a couple of songs of worship. There's going to be lyrics on the screen for you, so you can join in however you feel comfortable, singing out loud at home, or if you're at the watch party happening here on Sunday mornings at the church with a big screen, kind of humming, singing in your head a little bit. After that, there's going to be that message and update about the Guatemala ministry, Light of the World from Kathy, for the kids specifically too, so make sure you tune in for that. It's going to be fantastic. And then we're wrapping up with a message from Pastor Doug in our Ask Why series. But just before we head into all of that, going back to uh, this organization Guatemala now, a number of people in our communities here, Cedar Valley, have has gone to that exact ministry in Guatemala. Traveled a long ways, like that's a long airplane flight, uh, several times too. Kathy, I, I don't know if she can even count on one hand how many times she's traveled the world for mission work like this. If you're watching live, head over to the comment section, Facebook or YouTube, and share with us one of the most exotic places you've traveled to, and not even necessarily just for a missions trip or a relief work or vacation, but one of the places, uh, how far have you gone before? So head over to the comment section, let us know how far you've traveled before. What's the furthest away, the most exotic kind of place you've visited? We're in for a great service this morning, Cedar Valley. Thanks for tuning in.
Good morning, church family. Thank you for being with us today. We're looking forward to singing with you.
Good morning, Cedar Valley kids. I am Gabriella and Joa's grandma, and I'm here today to tell you something about a special place called Guatemala. This is a picture of Guatemala, and I'm wearing clothes from Guatemala, and I brought a few things as well. Right now, the people in Guatemala are having a really, really hard time because um, just like here, there, there's a lot of people that are sick and because the people are very poor, it's a difficulty in, in the villages and in the towns when people lose their jobs, then they can't go out to work. So to tell you a little bit about Guatemala, the room that you're in right now is probably about the size of a house. So if there are four or six or 10 or 12 people, look around your room and that is where these 12 people would live. And there might even be chickens there. And I've also seen where the front door opened and a donkey went in right into the kitchen and probably through and out. But that's the idea, that's how um, close they live and Sometimes they don't have very many things, and now with people losing their jobs, many of the people are, are going without food. They are desperate for food. So the good thing about, about that is that we have some friends living in this area, and they have, they have um, decided to help them. Now Liz and Juan Carlos have a church and a school, and so they have um, decided that the people that, <clears throat> that are in their school and maybe some others uh, in the community as well, they want to take to them some special bags. And so, um, so what do they give to these people? They might give like black beans and rice, coffee, some oil, things like that, maybe also some laundry soap that they can do their laundry because the people can't go out to the store and buy them. So here you can see that they have um, packaged up a lot of bags with a lot of things and they will go and visit a household, a family, and give them those things, They'll be wearing their masks. So that's what our friends Liz and Juan Carlos are doing. What do you think we could do to help them? Do you have any ideas? I, I bet that some of you are coming up with some really cool ideas. So think about it a little bit more, but right now, um, I can't go there to help them. And we can't bring them here to help them, to give them food and money and keep them safe. So what can we do? Give me some ideas. Tell me what you would do to help these people. And remember, there are children just like you, some 2, 5, 10, 12 years old, teenagers, aunts and uncles living in the same home. So I think some of you, what, what's that? Yeah, I think some of you are suggesting that we could give them some money. And that is a good idea. Like we can, we can find our toonies and our loonies and maybe put them together with maybe a $10 bill or a $20 bill from our parents will put them together, we can send that money. And so then 
they could buy, Liz and Warren Carlos could buy more food for them. Uh, what else could we do? What else do you think that we could do? Yeah, we could, we could send them a little note, send them a little letter, say, we hear about what's happening with you and, and we're praying for you. We're praying that God will keep you safe. So that's a good idea. There's, let's see, another idea that I could think of would maybe be to even send Liz and Juan Carlos a little note and say, we're really so happy that as our missionaries, you are taking this food to people and you are visiting them and you are telling them that Jesus loves them and that this food actually comes from God. But there's one other thing that we can do to show them how we love them. We can, we can pray for them. And so maybe that's one thing that we could do uh, in, an, in just a minute. We can even pray for them. And the God who hears our prayers here can reach down into that situation and heal those people if they're sick. He can protect them if they're not sick. He can provide food for them. He can help them in many ways. So what do you say? Would you like to pray for them? Because, you know, <clears throat> with his heart again, there's a Bible verse in John that says, Dear friends, since God loved us, we also ought to love one another. And so these are our brothers and sisters down there. Some of them are Christians already and some of them aren't. So let's, let's pray. Um, and one of the really cool things that I have experienced when I've been there in Guatemala is that when you gather in a household and there's a, a group of people and you're going to pray, um, usually it doesn't happen that one person prays. Usually everybody in the circle prays all at the same time and you think, wow. Uh, but you know, our God is able to understand that and to, and to listen to, um, and to listen to our prayers and to answer those prayers. So how about if you in your living room right now or your kitchen, wherever you are, if you just want to pray with me, you might just want to be quiet and say amen to the things that I pray, or you might want to do it Guatemala style and we can all pray out loud at the same time. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that you care for us and that you care for the people in Guatemala, the babies and the children, the teenagers and the parents, the grandparents. We pray, Lord, that you would reach down into those houses, those families of the Light of the World Christian School, and that you would heal the people that are sick. We pray that you would put a hedge of protection around those people who are not sick and that you would keep them safe. We pray that you would provide food for the people in their households, that they would not be hungry and go to bed without anything to eat. We pray that you would uh, keep Liz and Juan Carlos safe as they visit the people there. We pray that you would that you would give them freedom to talk about you. And we pray that there would be many people who would who would say, yes, 
I want to give my life to Jesus. And so, Lord, we ask you for these things, believing that you hear us and that you will answer our prayers and that you will um, show our love to our brothers and sisters in Guatemala. Amen. So, thank you for praying with me on that. And as, if, and as we get answers uh, to some of those prayers, we will share them with you and let you know um, what and how God answered. Thank you for taking this time. Well, good morning. And thank you, Kathy, for helping our children to think of different ways that they can help others around the world, especially in a place like Guatemala. Well, imagine for a moment if I built a large, spacious, beautiful home. The furnishings and the fixtures were of the highest quality. I used only the finest, most expensive materials imported from around the globe, and these were installed by superior master craftsmen. Exquisite attention was given to even the smallest detail. The dwelling itself, opulent. There is not another house that would compare in the entire world. And the specific intent of the design of this house is with a desire to have you come and join me in my dwelling. It's warm, it's welcoming, it's made to be enjoyed. And you know what? There is room for all. But there's an interesting feature in this grandest of homes. There's only one door. Not like most homes for sure. But it's my house, my design. And as the host, I would love to have you come over and join me. I've actually been preparing this place just for you to be here. But in order for you to enter, in order for you to join me, in order to get into my house, you need to come through that one door and that door alone. Now you could say, well, thank you for the invitation. And by making a way for me to come into your house and join you, I will choose to walk through the door that you provided and I will enjoy the splendor of your home. Or you could say, only one door, that's dumb. What if I want to enter another way? Why does it have to be just one door? I don't really like it. I want to use another door. You're infringing on my right to choose to use a different door. There has to be another way in. I want to see if I can find another way. If that's the only way, I'm not coming in. I will not enter. Seems a little silly, a house with just one door. And yet even sillier 
is those who would refuse to use it, intent on finding a different way in, or refusing to enter at all just because there was only one door. We all like options, the ability to choose, and I suppose it's having a sense of control. We want things our way, on our terms. Few of us like to be told what to do, and we push back if we're told what to think or what to believe. And yet, Jesus said in John 14, verse 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. And then he follows with this statement, no one comes to the Father except through me. Why does Jesus say this? Well, we need to go back to the night before Jesus was killed. For the past three years, his disciples have fall, been following Jesus everywhere that he has gone. Oh, the incredible things that they have seen, what they have been witness to. There's been miracles. Lives have been changed. You know, someone could write a book or two about their journeys with Jesus. They've been with him every step of the way. But now, they're gathered in this upstairs room, and Jesus tells them, I'm going on ahead, but you cannot come with me. What? What do you mean? They're taken aback, and they all wonder aloud, why not? Where are you going? Peter even declares, they will have to take my life to keep me from following you. But see, gathered together as a group of friends, Jesus knows something that they do not. This is the last time that they will be together before his arrest, his torture, and his crucifixion. He is going to the Father. But first, carrying the sin of the world, he must descend to the depths from which no one else could return. And after depositing our sin, he will, and he does, ascend to heaven. And his words of comfort to them and to us are recorded in John chapter 14, verses 1 to 4. Let me read them for you. Jesus says, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's house. If there were, this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. But confusion reigns within the minds of the disciples. This makes no sense. And then Thomas speaks on behalf of everyone in the room when he says, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? And so Jesus answered, 
I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You know, to many, a declaration like this can seem arrogant, intolerant, offensive, culturally insensitive. In a pluralistic society where everyone can be right, as long as you're sincere and dedicated to your belief, and you live your faith with passion, saying that there is only one way, well, it doesn't go over very well. But sincerity and passion do not equal necessarily being right. And yet, in an odd sort of way, this statement that Jesus says, I am the only way, there is no other way to the Father, it's both exclusive and inclusive at the same time. See, it's exclusive in that he says, there is only one way. But it's inclusive in that this way is offered to every single person on the planet. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what you've done. The offer is the same. See, if heaven for humans is God's idea, which it is, if it's his provision for us, which it is, if it's an eternal expression of his love, don't you think he should be the one who should be able to say how we get there? It is only right that God, our creator, our sustainer of the universe, of humanity, gets to have his way. You know, and some may say, well, aren't religions basically all the same? Well, all other religions, yes, for they're based on what we do, on us getting there, on us earning our way. But Jesus set Christianity apart. Jesus says, I will come to you. There's nothing you need to do or can do to achieve what I am going to give to you. Other religions are earned. Christianity is receiving the gift of Jesus. God has provided the way. Heaven is not an earned reward. It is a gift received. So Jesus said, I am the way. See, as a believer in Jesus, I didn't make this up, nor has any believer in Jesus. We are just adhering to his words and proclaiming what he has said. When he says, there is no other way, we also read that, for there is only one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man, Christ Jesus. See, there's a problem. That's the need for the mediator, for the reconciliation. And that problem is sin. And the problem of sin needs to be fixed. And Jesus is the only one that can fix the problem of sin. Through his death, through his resurrection, 
We cannot get there on our own. We are simply not good enough. See, Jesus is not a way. He is not one of the ways. Jesus is the only way. And without his sacrifice, we will die in our sins and face the wrath of a holy God. We're also told that salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name given under heaven by which we must be saved. Our life hinges on the death and resurrection of Jesus, which was recorded by at least nine other credible sources other than the Bible. It was written as fact by historians of Jesus' day. The fact that he lived, he died, and he rose from the grave. God sent, God gave his son. What more do we want? Is that not enough? There is no need for another way. He came for all. God pursued us. And if there was another way, don't you think God would have given us another option? Sending his son to die that we might live was not the easy choice for God or even his son. If there was another way, you know, Jesus himself even asked his father, if there was another way. In the book of Luke chapter 22, we find that Jesus is in absolute agony. He's overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He's been betrayed and he's alone on a hill called the Mount of Olives. He's sweating drops of blood he falls to the ground and in anguish he cries out to his father, Is there another way? Three times he asks God, Could there be another way? And there was not. There is not and there will not be another way. Then Jesus humbly says, Father, I will do your will. Not my will, but your will be done. See, God has given us a choice to choose his son. And yet many still don't like it. We want more choices. But Jesus cannot share the way with anyone else. Jesus Christ is the door. An explicit faith in Christ opens that door. But what about those who have never had the opportunity to hear the gospel or are too young to yet understand? What I can say is that I am not God, but I know that God is just and He is fair. But this does not release all of God's believers, those who believe 
in Jesus Christ from living out our call to bring the good news of the gospel of Jesus with us wherever we go so everyone has the opportunity to hear of his great love. And the question has been asked, does God send people to hell? Well, C.S. Lewis, a professor at both Oxford and Cambridge universities, author of the Chronicles of Narnia and fellow follower of, of Jesus, he said it this way, there are two kinds of people in the world. Those who bend their knee to God and say, your will be done. Are those who refuse to bend their knee to God and God says to them, your will be done. He has given us a choice. See, and when we think of when Jesus says, you know the way, could it be that in the depth of our being, we have heard and we know the voice of our Creator when He calls? But our own stubbornness keeps us from answering and from following. See, maybe we don't want to follow or submit or give up control of our life to another. But Jesus is the way. There is no need to find another way. And the exciting thing is that believing in Jesus is just not about receiving a ticket to heaven or being snatched from the flames of hell. Jesus isn't just the way, the truth, and the life for salvation, as if that wouldn't even be enough. Jesus is the life, both eternal and in the present, giving forgiveness and freedom from sin, offering a deep, lasting joy, even in the midst of a troubling world. Jesus declared, I am. I am the way. This addresses our need for reconciliation with God. Jesus says, I am the truth. This gives us the illumination to understand what we need from God. Jesus says, I am the life. He offers the regeneration of a sinful heart that is required. You know, I really like the way that musician Pat Barrett put it when he wrote the song, The Way. He is with us in every circumstance, every battle, every heartbreak, every blessing, and every promise. Jesus meets us with mercies that are new. He is our fortress. He is our provider. He is our protector. I believe you are the way, the truth, the life. And you know, so even if for some reason we don't believe that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life, he still is. It's not our belief that makes it so. 
God ordained it, so it is. Jesus declared it, so it is. But that life-changing, eternal, and present blessing, if we do believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, is ours for God's glory through His Son given to us. Our God, we thank you for the wonderful gift that you have given to us. God, you pursued us. You came to us with the wonder of your Son, Jesus Christ. God, it may appear that there could be many ways to get to you, but you have provided the one and only way through the sacrifice of your Son, Jesus Christ, on our behalf. God, may we humbly accept it and receive it. God, may we allow that understanding of who Jesus is and what he has done to change our lives forever. God, we continue to seek. God, to learn, to live in the love of Jesus Christ. God, in that, not only are we welcome through that door into your glorious presence at the end of our days here on this earth, but God, you give us the grace and the love to reach out to those around us. God, being the very hands and feet of the love of Jesus Christ. Continue with us, we pray. Amen.